Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Michael is here to produce the broadcast. Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports. We'll talk Gator football recruiting at the bottom of the hour. Uh, I must tell you, this is the lull before we actually get some sports activity. One week from today, SEC football media days begins. Four days of content. The day before that, in six days, day one of the MLB draft. It'll actually take place Sunday night. And then Monday, I think at 2 o'clock, is round number two. So that's good. But in this period of time here, between that and today, going to need your help. I will try to throw some things out there. I hope you will bite on. But uh, unless something crazy happens, baseball is upon us. The all-star roster is announced. Pete Alonzo heading out to Los Angeles as part of the National League roster. Interesting, as we get to the All-Star break, big series tonight starts Braves and the Mets. The, the Mets, at one time, if you remember, had a huge lead. The Braves are playing a lot better, and all of a sudden, it's a race in the National League. Conversely, the Rays swept by Cincinnati. Wander Franco on the injured list, along with several other Rays. They're limping, limping into the All-Star break. They'll get the Red Sox tonight. You can hear it beginning at 6.30 right here. The latest, when Blake comes on here, this is going to be part of our discussion. Latest 24-7 recruiting rankings for the 2023 class. Florida is now at number 20. Let me ask this question today. If you are a big-time recruit, Nick, or one who casually looks at this, Florida has no five-star commitments as of yet in this class. Is that a concern to you? Because, look, there's only so many of them, right? Right? Ohio State's got two, Clemson's got two, Texas has three, Tennessee has two. Just picked up one recently. They're now number five on the list. Georgia only has one, LSU has one, Miami has one, Oklahoma has one, Alabama has two. Is that a concern? And then today... I want you to hear this question very carefully, okay? 
Let's see. I'm going to do some quick math here. Isn't today July 11th? Okay. That means there's 20 days left in July, 31 days in August. That's 52 days. Uh, 30 in September. Well, let me go back. 80. Okay. One more time. 21 days. That's 52. There's 55 days until Gator football starts. 55 days. That's it. So, what game on Florida's 2022 schedule is the most important where the Gators will have success on the season? I'm not asking you the team you want to beat the most. Uh, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Probably Georgia. Okay? I'm saying if you think Florida's going to have a somewhat successful season, what's the most important game for them to win? I'll give you mine, and it's early. Okay? So, those things we can talk about. Anything else you want to bring up? 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Chris Batts, lead off today. Chris, hello. Steve-O, um, yeah, it is kind of a lull for actual action, but if you're a college football nut like I am, this is one of the best times of the year. All the magazines are coming out. Recruiting is heating up. Everybody in the country has a chance to win a national championship. Um, and, and there's, like, a ton of content out there. There's, like, you know, the Locked On Network, every team has its own podcast every single day, so you can really keep up with this stuff so i actually like this time of the year um speaking of the podcast if you had listened to florida's podcast two weeks ago you would have thought the entire program was falling apart of course and and florida state's podcast which i I listen to each team on the gator schedule plus the rival teams and the florida state show was like uh making fun of billy napier and um, they got a recruit, and you know they said Florida State is going to win the national title in the next two years, and then they lost out on three or four guys, and you would have thought like the world was falling apart. Of course, they were questioning questioning Norvell, the entire structure of the program, disband football altogether. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, they're now forty three in the twenty four seven recruiting rankings for twenty twenty three. Just saying. Yeah, they're they're having some problems up there. Uh, apparently, structurally, it sounds a lot like what we heard behind the scenes with Mullen. Uh, apparently, there's no top-down structure, which is why I really like Napier. Um, but apparently, they don't have that. It's every recruiter for himself up at Florida State. So yeah, and I, and um, I saw on Twitter too, Chris, where some of the recruits said, "Did they give? They gave up on me." You know, they didn't contact me regularly. Yeah. So now they are in line to get, I think, an offensive lineman, a four-star kid here. But, you know, they're still pretty far down in the rankings. Yeah, Lucas Simmons. Um, As far as your question, I'm going to say Tennessee is the one, even though we could uh, make or break, or or I don't want to say make or break, a lot rides on that Utah game. I like Utah a lot, and I think that may be an early – season loss but i think that tennessee game can turn it around at that point you've got a couple of games under your belt it's an sec game i think it's pivotal for the next three or four years of that rivalry because you know uh, if you look at what tennessee did last year on offense 
and what they're doing in recruiting. I'll tell you the two programs that scare me right now, Steve, uh, Tennessee and Miami. Miami has put together a ridiculous staff and are spending a ton of money. And Tennessee also has a lot of momentum. Those are the two programs that I'm really scared of. So I, I'd have to go to the Tennessee game. And, Steve, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, there, there's talk, obviously, about conference realignment. And uh, Florida State and Miami to the Big Ten and Florida State and Miami to the SEC are uh, – there's rumors for both of those, um, but apparently Florida uh, would block the Miami move. And I, I just want to see, out of those three programs, where do you think they'll end up? And also, if, using your crystal ball, I really want to know from you, three or four years from now, which one of those three programs has the most success measured by conference championships, wins, national titles? Is it Miami, Florida, or Florida State? And I'll hang up and listen. Okay, now you're talking about just football? Uh, yeah, it's football. I want to, yeah, like out of the crystal ball, um, Norvell, whether he's there or not, maybe Deion Sanders is there next year, but look three years down the road, four years down the road, uh, how are we judging those three programs, wins-wise, championships-wise? Okay, what, gotcha. You know, all right, thanks, Steve. Chris, thank you. Uh, boy, a lot to unwrap there. Um, let, let me do the last couple of things. I'm not dodging the question, but as far as conference realignment is concerned, I was going to bring it up later in the show, there are so many rumors out there and so many things. This is what, from people that I think know, have what they told me. That, and this is the word three of the four that I talked to used, pause. There's a pause right now. It doesn't mean behind the scenes there aren't things going on. It doesn't mean that something couldn't happen. But those are the words I got. Pause. Now, could Greg Sankey next week go to the podium and say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to announce that we're going to 20 teams, and here's the teams going in. I don't know that Florida would block anybody. I, I just I don't I don't see that. And I, I guess I, f I forgot the other one now. Oh, about championships. I think if I'm Norvell, the shadow of Deion Sanders is a large, large, large shadow. Would Deion Sanders go back to FSU? I don't know. But I think a lot of FSU fans are hoping so because at least in the short term, you don't think recruiting would pick up if Deion Sanders went there? So to answer your question, Chris, I'm going to assume Deion Sanders is there within two years, and you are then going to see Miami, Florida, and Florida State become the powers they were back in the day. Maybe not to the total extent that they were, 
But I think all three together again, you know, we've seen one school here, one school there. I think all three will become prominent in the college football landscape again because of that. I I don't know that Norvell has the chops to do that. And let's face it, right now, you're looking at the three state schools. Let me tell you where I assess it. Florida. Billy Napier, good hire, very measured, knows what he wants to do, but will probably take time to get elite. And there's a question of whether or not they'll ever be elite again. At Miami, certainly Cristobal has always been an excellent recruiter. But can he win? Can he win with those recruits at a consistently high level? And at FSU, probably the one right now that has the most question marks, right? Can, can, he, can he recruit? Is there anything wrong systemically with his staff? Kids are now saying they're giving up on me. That isn't good on the recruiting trail. 12-15, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hello, I'm Tyler Lightburn. After coming off a disappointing three-game sweep against the Reds, the Tampa Bay Rays look to bounce back in the first of a four-game series tonight against the Boston Red Sox at home. In more baseball news, Gator great Pete Alonzo has been voted to the All-Star team, being one of four Mets players to receive the nod. Rays ace Shane McClanahan also has made the All-Star team. He is predicted to be the All-Star game starter for the AL. The Miami Marlins play the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight at home. In Gators news, the Gators volleyball team earned the number two ranking in this season's SEC preseason coaches poll. I'm Tyler Lightburn, and that's your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this seller's market. Fact is, home values are at historic highs. But the challenge is, you're also probably going to be concerned with the things you can't control, like low inventory, rising interest rates. You get the picture. I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. That person, Scott Caldwell, with your home sold guaranteed realty. He's got programs and solutions to help you in any situation you may have. Written guarantees, thousands of buyers, ladies and gentlemen, again, thousands of buyers. They create higher demand and multiple offers. If you need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next one, Scott can help you do this stress-free and put you back in control of your situation. So your next step, call Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000. Or go online and visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. 
You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world, so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there, and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to, so some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer's going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's if you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Looking for ways to shine bright this summer? With Summer of Dash Pass by DoorDash, get more member-only perks and discounts than ever before. The more you shop, the more you save with zero delivery fees and access to exclusive items that make your summer feel easy and breezy. Sign up now with promo code DASH50 for 50% off your first order of up to $15. Dash Pass benefits apply only to eligible orders that meet the minimum order amount. Other fees, taxes, and gratuity may apply. Terms apply. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Lake Oliver from 24-7 Sports. We'll talk Gator football recruiting at the bottom of the hour. In the meantime, I'd like to hear from you. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says, I watched the display of behavior put on by Curios yesterday in the Wimbledon final. Couldn't help but get Felipe Frank's flashbacks. In the second set, he began to struggle. Uh... And then he would turn to his private seating box, which included his coach and family, verbally abuse him for not giving him enough encouragement. Then he began to play well. And after certain points he won or over, he turned to his box and berate them for cheering. It just seems so similar to when Frank struggled in the first half against South Carolina, got booed, told the fans to be quiet and not cheer for him when he subsequently scored a TD, which ultimately sparked a comeback. Your thoughts? Um... I guess. 
I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch Wimbledon, so I'll take your word for that, Mark. Um, I kind of see the line you're drawing there. Um, Frank's, I mean, if you're going to use Frank's uh, by his family being Gator fans, I, I sort of get it. Let's get a call here from Dan. Dan, hello. Steve, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Steve, I called you on Friday and talked about the uh, Tampa Bay Rays and how they were kind of still in it. And I still are in at Walker Chase. But uh, certainly wasn't expecting a sweep in Cincinnati this weekend. Correct. <laughs> so, uh, but what was interesting is, did you see Friday night's game or did you hear about it? Uh, no. Well, the Reds won on a walk-off balk. Wow. Uh, first and third, I think it was one out. They called a balk on Whistler, and the winning run crossed the plate in the bottom of the 10th inning, uh, which I was always wondered. Well, not always, but I've been wondering how rare that is. And I was just looking up here, um, Baseball Almanac. It's the – only the 23rd time in in Major League Baseball history that that's happened. Yeah, I would think you that. Know. that I mean, that is very rare. Very rare. It's more rare than a perfect game and 10 times more rare than a cycle or no hitter. So I, I was just thinking I've never, ever heard of that happening, and I just can't think of a more rare way of losing a game than, than that, you know? Yeah, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, but after a productive, you know, five and two start, they took three out of four in Toronto and then two out of three in Baltimore. And then they, you know, so what was a productive, started out as a productive road trip, they finished five and five. So not really productive. Uh, five, yeah. I think or five and six. Okay. Could be. Yeah. It, but what's worse than that is they lost, you know, Kiermeyer and, uh, Franco are now in the 10 day DL. Yep. That's right. So they are, they're tied with the Reds, the most players on the IL right now. It's, uh, it's kind of weird, but, uh, um, at least they got a homestand now against the, the Red Sox and the, uh, and the Orioles coming up. But Who I are, and the Orioles are playing great right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot better than the, than the Blue Jays. That's for sure. But anyway, um, yeah, I just thought that was extremely rare. And the, the way that they lost those first two games was just incredible. They just gave those games away. So, Well, we'll see if we can turn it around. Dan, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. We'll see if the Rays can, in fact, turn it around. But they're not playing well. And they're in, the Springs, their pitcher, uh, the lefty's already uh, been placed on the DL as well. Uh, Patrick says, who won the home run derby contest? Who wins the all-star game? Uh I got to look and see who's all in that. Uh, I've not done that yet. Uh, he says, "Who do the Yanks beat in the World Series? The Mets or L.A.?" Look, I, I think you got to beat L.A. The Braves did it, uh, and the Braves are playing better. I still think L.A. and uh, the team. I would not sell short. Uh, don't think your Yankees are going to just cruise in. Uh, Houston's tough. When they get the pitching they've been getting, uh, do not rule the Astros out. I'm telling you. Daryl says, the road trip to Tennessee 
is the game that he thinks is the uh, most important game. The five stars don't concern me at all. It's about player development. Well, it is, but if you have five stars to develop as opposed to three stars to develop, I mean, that was always the logic that was used here about Dan Mullen, right? Well, you know, they don't get the five star, but they can develop, which they did. But the game for me is not Tennessee, is not Georgia, it's Kentucky. Here's why. Kentucky's here. You gotta beat Kentucky here. You can't lose here because you could lose in Knoxville. You know, losing on the road in this league, you know, is no crime, but you better win home. And if you and if Utah comes in and plays to its national ranking, you're starting your season 0 and 2. And with a league loss at home. That's why I think you've got to win that game against a very good Kentucky team here because you don't want to get behind the eight ball right away and that could happen. 1227 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Blake Alderman talks recruiting next ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. What I'll eat, I just don't know. Hey, Bob Rose here, and every time I look at the menu at Copper Monkey West, that's what I say to myself. They have so many delicious options, it's hard to decide. Should I get the chicken pot pie pasta with chunks of tender white chicken with veggies and rotini pasta in creamy chicken and cheddar cheese sauce? Oh, yeah. Or maybe one of their USDA choice steaks, like the 12-ounce certified Angus New York strip. Maybe it's the black and red fish over wild rice with veggies. So delicious. And, of course, there's always the legendary Copper Monkey West Burgers, voted best in the area numerous times. You know, that's the thing, because whatever I end up choosing, I know the service will be top-notch. Because warm smiles and friendly faces make for a wonderful dining atmosphere. Is that what you're looking for? Good food, good service, good people? Well, it's all at Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. I'll see you there. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything bagel we'll be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton, for the stay. A bit tight lately. That's why I love Kohl's. I went back to school shopping and got kids clothes for under $6. Sneakers for less than 20 bucks. And an extra 20% off already great deals. Like 25% off backpacks. And get this. You can save more with a Kohl's card and earn Kohl's cash. Talk about more style and more savings. Select styles. 20% off until July 24th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's account for details. 
WRUF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Heavy rain and thunderstorms are all possible this afternoon and through the early evening. Of course, it's the heat and humidity that will give rise to the heavy rain potential. And especially since storms will be fairly slow moving, I wouldn't be surprised to see some localized flooding as well. Storms should wrap up by about 10 or 11 p.m. We'll see dry conditions overnight. Patchy fog will be possible for early tomorrow morning. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Pappard. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. I'm a Buckeye fan. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad went to school there. Like, my mom's from Elyria, Ohio. I need to be on the field when Ohio State beats USC. Right. I need to see Key's face. There will be new rivalries mm-hmm. that will be born from this. Yeah. It still is going to take a minute to get acclimated. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF Radio App. Well, you know, if, if, if you follow college football recruiting, uh, it just seems to go by the day. You know, some days are good because you get recruits. Some days are bad because you don't. Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports, covers Gator football recruiting, college football recruiting. He now joins us, as he has so many other times. Blake, always a pleasure. Thank you. Um, Florida had a, a good run here. And over the over a few days, you know, got some recruits in the fold that, for the time being, has quieted some of the, the critics here. Um, but let me ask this: There's a, Tennessee has really done well. Um, I think it's harder now for Florida to catch up, Blake, because not only do you have the Alabamas and the Ohio States and those schools that have always been good, but South Carolina's getting good kids. Tennessee's getting good kids. Do you agree with that? I definitely do. You know, I think when you look at the SEC in general, it's always been very competitive as far as recruiting goes. Um, you know, you have the Blue Blood teams, the LSUs, the Georgias, the Texas A&Ms, the Alabamas, you know, those guys like you said, but, you know, Tennessee's coming along really well. Um, they've got you know, one of the top quarterbacks in their class this year. Um, they're, you know, adding a lot of pieces around him. South Carolina's done a good job. They've done a good job actually in the state of Florida as well recruiting. So, you know, those guys, I think that there may be a little more effect of, you know, maybe not so much of a good season for a team like Tennessee and South Carolina compared to the Alabamas and the Georgias and whatnot. But, you know, it's definitely a lot more competitive, especially if you throw in the fact that Texas and Oklahoma, both schools have recruited well themselves will become the SEC, so it's certainly not going to get any easier going forward. Um, a lot of people are wanting to know if they're – I mean, look, if you follow recruiting, you know the answer to this. But for those who are casual, like uh, Florida gets the, the four-star quarterback to flip from Penn State, what does he bring to the table? You know, I think he was really productive for Nice last year. I think that, uh, you know, he's very accurate. You know, I think that there are things that he can fix in his game as far as footwork and – you know, touch pass on there, you know, just just the touch he puts on the ball. But, you know, those are what college coaches get paid to fix. You know, there's a lot of things that are very fixable 
Um, I think that he's fairly raw in a lot of those areas, but I do think that there's a lot to work with. And, you know, I know everyone puts, you know, a lot of weight into the, you know, the elite 11 quarterback camp and, you know, what you do in off season camps. But, you know, for me, it's turning on the tape. You see what he did for, for the Nice team last year. You know, they, they made a pretty solid run in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, from seeing his seven on 17 at Florida, um, when they camped there uh, in the later part of Ju- uh, June, excuse me, um, you know, I think that there's a lot to work with. You know, he fits balls in tight windows. He's got some zip on his pass. You know, I think that his team this year is that maybe as talented as they were last year, but if he's the quarterback that everyone, you know, thinks he is from as far as a ranking and, you know, all those types of things, you know, he's going to make his team better. So I think that this year is going to be a big year for him because it's going to be a lot on his shoulders. Um, for those, again, who don't follow recruiting, Blake, here, we're getting into the mid-July standpoint uh, what's next in terms of the cal- <coughs> calendar and some kids that are going to be coming here? You know, there's, um, you know, currently we're in a dead period. Yep. That'll go all the way until the last week, uh, excuse me, last week of July. Um, that'll open back up and then guys can hit the, you know, hit campus again. <clears throat> there's going to be some guys that are going to be making decisions in the meantime there. There's, you know, some dates that are kind of spread out over the course of the next month. Um, you know, some of those guys that I think that are, you know, have Florida in a really good spot as far as making their decision. I would say, you know, uh, I think on July 28th, Florida's in a really good spot for a cornerback named Jakeem Jackson. Um, you know, I think that that's probably the guy that really jumps out the most to me. Um, you know, there's obviously could be some guys that, you know, set a decision date. You know, I think that Jakeem Jackson is probably the most likely of the guys that are on the board as far as making decisions going forward. Um, you know, a guy like four-star offensive lineman Peyton Kirkland, four-star linebacker Malik Bryant. Those are two guys that are going to have Ford on their short list when it comes to making their decision. I don't know right now that I would pick Florida for either one of those guys, but, you know, from now to July 23rd, like, you know, in recruiting, that's, you know, that could be 10 years equal in recruiting. <laughs> right. There's a lot that can change there. Um, you know, as far as, you know, the recruiting calendar, like I said, that last weekend things, uh, last week things open up. But that last weekend, the 29th and the 30th, Friday Night Lights camp will be that Friday on the 29th. So Florida will have a lot of guys that come in and they're in camp. Next day, it's going to be the big day as far as visitors, I think. That's where you'll see things really pick up as far as guys coming to campus because they're having a like a cookout on campus to hang out with the coaches and, you know, eat and hang out and do whatever, you know, they would want to do there. Probably in the IPF is where I would think they would host it. So that's going to be probably Florida's last big recruiting event before that season starts. And, you know, then, it, then it's time for games and guys coming to check out some games in the swamp and setting some official visits going through the fall leading up to, to the early signing period. You know, Blake, one thing I brought up earlier, um, when you look at Florida, a lot of the schools ranked ahead of them have five-star recruits. And we all know there's only so many of those five stars. There's there's not like 300 of them. Is, is there a concern that Florida has not reeled a five-star in yet? You know, I think yes and no. You know, if you look at what other teams are doing and they're getting some of those five-star guys on board, you know, that's where the concern is because if you want to keep up with those types of schools and you want to compete in the SEC, other SEC teams are landing them, you know. So I think that in general the bulk of those five-star guys, you know, because right now for 24-7's rankings, I think there's only like five five-star guys that are on uh, on. 24-7 standalone rankings, that's not the composite, which averages every industry together. So as far as that, you know, that list will continue to expand. More guys will earn five-star rankings by the end of the cycle, or closer to December there. You know, that'll expand to like 30-something five-stars there. So um, I think five-star quarterback Cormani McLean is Florida's best shot at landing a five-star player. I, mean, I think Florida's in a really good spot there. You know, Alabama's involved, Miami's involved, but I think that a guy – 
who's in Lakeland right there in the Central Florida area, has visited a lot to campus, should be there later this month to come back and hang out with the coaches again. And I think that's Florida's best shot at getting a five-star player. But that's also landing the number one cornerback in, in, you know, in the entire 2023 class. So that's definitely adding some talent in the room. Corey Raymond's recruiting him. He's you know one of the best, if not the best, cornerback coaches in college football right now. So, you know, I think for me it's not so much of – Landing the five stars now, it's obviously how you finish. If you finish with a five star, that's great. But I think that in general, if you wanted to have some panic, you see the other scenes in the SEC and you want to compete with those guys, you know, you want to get those guys now. Adding a five star type of guy now on top of being able to compete with those teams and, you know, showing that you've got the recruiting chops. And also, recruiting very much is a perception game. You know, you see, you know, big time players join a class that's going to make other guys talk, want to follow, join in, look into Florida if maybe they weren't before. So um, I think the concern there is that, you know, it, it, it's kind of leaving some, some money on the table as far as, you know, having that mojo to recruit now. But for me, in the end, it's always, you know, how you finish. So I think if Florida can land five-star or a couple other five-star guys there in that class when the final bell rings, you know, that's all that really matters. Blake Allerman, 24-7 Sports, covers Gator football recruiting, college football recruiting for 24-7 Sports. He is our guest today. Blake, I, I'm going to end with two things. Um, I just, just your opinion. The question I threw out was, for the Gators to be successful in football, What's the most important game on the schedule? And the game I picked was Kentucky because they're good. They're probably going to be ranked in some polls, and it's a home game. You, you can't assume you're going to beat Tennessee on the road. I, I get you want to beat Georgia, so I'll ask you that question. If, for, if the Gators have a successful season, what do you think the most important game is for them to have to do that? You know, I think for me it's Utah, you know, coming right out of the gate against a, an opponent like Utah that's coming off a really strong season. It's the first game under Billy Napier as, as far as, like, you know, a real regular season type game. It's a chance to make a statement. It's a night game in the swamp. And, you know, I think if you ask any coach the next – you know, the most important game is the next one. So I think starting off and making that, you know, kind of – here, if I'm Billy Napier, here I am, I'm in the SEC – I'm ready to get this thing turned around, you know, it, it, you know, what's a rebuild type of, you know, kind of putting that motto out there with that type of game. As far as SEC games, I think I agree with you. I think Kentucky is one of the biggest games, too, because, you know, you had the loss last year, a lot of penalties there. Kentucky um, has been, you know, playing really well under Stoops and, you know, building up, you know, each year they've built, you know, gotten a little bit better. You know, sure, maybe the record doesn't indicate that, but overall they built that program up. So I think that, you know, that's a good statement game coming out in the SEC um, at home. You know, SEC East, you know, those games have been very close in the last couple of years. So I think that's probably the most important SEC game. But for me, the most important one is always the next one. It's the first game. It's the chance to make a statement um, in the swamp under Billy Napier. And I'm, I'm going with Utah as far as overall games. Final question for you. Mario Cristobal has always been known as a really good recruiter. And he has done a good job at this point at Miami. You haven't played a game there yet, but at this point he's recruited well. Is there con- uh, concerns the wrong word? How much do you think Florida will go up against Miami for uh, you know recruits uh, for each other? And how successful do you think Florida can be in those head-to-head matchups? You know, I think the way Mario Cristobal is recruiting. Um, you know, he's he's going to be involved with a lot of these big-time guys in the state of Florida. You know, any school, you know, any coach you ask from any school in the state of Florida, you know, what's your most important objective each cycle? It's going to be to keep those top talent guys in the state of Florida home. So I think you're going to see 
you know, the Napier going against Cristobal for a lot of those top-tier guys trying to keep them home just because that's what they want to do. They want to keep those guys home. Um, so I would expect you're going to see a lot of those battles there. Um, for me, and, and I think uh, what Miami has done a good job of so far, and that's obviously it's a little bit of the Wild West with it, is NIL. I think they've done a good job with NIL. I think that, you know, that's something that a lot of those guys that they've landed has played a factor into their decisions of picking Miami. So I think for Florida, you know, obviously they have a lot of things like the Gator Collective, the Gator Guard, you know, all those types of things. Um, but, you know, we've seen Florida and Miami square up against a couple kids. You know, quarterback Jade Rashada is one of those, and that was a big NIL-type recruitment. Miami won that one out. So I think that as far as Florida, you know, competing with Miami against those, I think that they need to be more aggressive with the NIL um, just because that's just the way that college football recruiting is starting to, you know, play out. It may not be for everybody. Everyone may not care so much about NIL. It may be, you know, development, staying close to home, you know, all those types of things to play a factor, relationships with coaches and whatnot. But I think as far as being able to play on an even playing field with Miami, I think NIL is going to be the biggest factor. Okay. As always, Blake, where can people see your work? Yeah, Swamp 24-7. It's the Florida Gators uh, 24-7 sports site. You know, it's a little slower right now on the recruiting trail just from a dead period going on and whatnot. But the way that those guys were laying the commits last week, it didn't feel like a dead period at all. So it's going to be busy coming up with, uh, you know, Friday Night Lights and that cookout we'll have there for some live coverage. Um, you know, my, my coworker, Jacob Rudner, is, you know, doing a lot of basketball coverage, basketball recruiting coverage. So they're, they're getting ready for the season start. We just added Graham Hall from the uh, – he was formerly at the, at the Gainesville Sun. He's now at Swamp 24-7 too. So the staff is growing, and it, it just brings more content to the readers. So it's, it's going to be a fun couple weeks leading up to that, that big uh, Friday Night Lights camp and, and that cookout there at the end of the month. All right, Blake, we'll get you back around that time. Thank you for your time, my friend. Thanks anytime. Appreciate it. Yep, Blake Alderman covers college football recruiting, 24-7 sports. All right, uh, the rest of the day – is us like to hear from you 392-8255 you can email s russell at wruf.com gator volleyball picked to finish number two in the sec in the preseason coaches poll kentucky picked to finish first uh, but florida was very close <clears throat> tennessee arkansas and mississippi state were the top five stewart says uh, first, happy birthday. Send it last week. <clears throat> Thank you for that. And thanks to all of you who uh, wished a happy birthday for yours truly. Uh, he said, a czar for college football is needed. Five to six super conferences geographically located, add or subtract from the top 130 teams division-wise. Set up ranked teams, split the money. This Notre Dame linchpin has been an issue since the 80s. NBC created a monster with their TV contract. When Penn State entered the Big Ten, Notre Dame should have joined. That would have been the best scenario. Uh, well, again, I know a lot of people don't like this, but Notre Dame, it's funny. With them, you either like them or you hate them. There's no middle ground with Notre Dame, but they are still a factor. There's no question about that. 1245, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Let's talk a little sports with you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hello, I'm Tyler Lightburn. The Tampa Bay Rays are coming off an ugly series against the Reds where they got swept and lost Wander Franco to injury again. 
the Tampa Bay Rays look to bounce back tonight against division foes Boston Red Sox at 7-10. In more baseball news, Gator great Pete Alonso has been voted to the All-Star team, being one of four Mets players to receive the nod. Rays ace Shane McClanahan also made the All-Star team and is predicted to be an All-Star game starter for the AL. The Miami Marlins play the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight at home. In Gators news, the Gators volleyball team earned the number two ranking in the SEC preseason coaches pool. I'm Tyler Lightburn, and that's your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. When couples come into International Diamond Center looking for engagement rings, they have lots of pictures from websites, from Pinterest, from designers they love, and 99% of the time, we have what they want. The brands that we carry are the brands the consumer asks for, the, the girls ask for, your future bride asks for. IDC owner Keith LeClaire explains how IDC is always on the cutting edge because we partner with the world's leading designers, names like Takori, Viraggio, Henry Dossie, and dozens more. Fashions come and go, but why do some brands stay forever. It's because they stay relevant. IDC was chosen by these acclaimed designers, in most cases, as the exclusive retail partner in the region. We try to provide the best of the best at the most current merchandise in the market today. International Diamond Center, giving you access to the most sought-after brands in the world, with a five-star shopping experience with no compromises. We want people to feel comfortable, relax, educate them, give them high quality for the right price. Store hours and more at shopidc.com. If you suffer joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell with great news. There's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints, pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out. New ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Are you getting the Internet speed you need? The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide study of broadband speeds with a free Internet speed test. The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. To take the test and measure your connection speed, visit FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official Internet speed test. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Now's your chance for a refresh with savings up to $500 off select computers, like the XPS and select Alienware systems, taking performance to the next level with Intel Core processors. Plus, shop special deals on top accessories. Great financing available with a Dell Preferred account and free shipping. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Coming in August, Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. Right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. you got to keep Nick in there a little bit longer, right, even though Sean will be taking over those big shoes to fill. Let's get calls, emails, questions, comments. It is, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. It's, it's not a great time in sports with a lot happening. It's the way it is every summer, especially in this month. But let's get through it. We'll start with Greg. Greg, hello. Hey, Steve. In light of that, I'm just going to throw you a uh, question regarding uh, your last interview with Blake. I really liked what you, a question you asked him, and you said, you know, what big game do you think it'll be for, you know, Billy Napier and the Florida Gator football team? And he said Utah. Of course, I was screaming Georgia as an old-school Gator fan, but it made me think. And I started beginning to think, dare I say the word, you know, tradition in, in Florida and the swamp and, and the dynasty teams of 96, 06, and 08. And my point is, I'll funnel into a question, Steve, is do you think if a team moti- gets more motivated than the team that's hosting, like say, will the youth come in here and go, wow, we're playing in the swamp? And do you think they could get more jacked up? And as a coach and you coach, how do you try to get your guys to focus in and say, this is the objective. They're going to come in here all geeked up about the swamp. But do you think, dare I say, it could actually be a disadvantage, like with a really big game, a first-year coach in the swamp, you know, on national television, and it work against you? If you understand what I'm saying, sure. I'll listen off here and go Gators. Okay, Greg, thanks. Um, anything's possible. But look, what happened in Steve Spurrier's first game? Did anybody expect that against Oki State? No. I mean, could that happen again? Yes. And if, if that happens, it would be against a much better team. Utah is going to be ranked in every preseason poll there is. In some polls, they're ranked in the preseason top 10. Since they made a change at quarterback last year, their offense really hummed along. They got a lot of guys. Now, defensively, they lost a few people. But, and then the other question you had about can you can the other team use that too? Look, they'll be jacked up to play. I mean, they're going to have to deal with a crowd, and and I don't know, you know, where they play. Is there any place that's going to be as loud as this place? I think that will take some getting used to. But they'll be geeked to play because they think they're going to have a really, really good season and be a factor nationally. So, yes, they'll be, they're, they're going to love playing here. Now, will they win? You know, how will they play? Will the crowd affect them? And here's the other thing we don't know. I think we're just all assuming because Florida's at home, they're going to play well. You don't know that. I mean, this is a new system, you know, whatever. So, that's what's going to be in all opening games are fun. But this one, you know, when you have all these factors in here with Napier's first game, how do the players react? A really good team coming in here. Will we see the development of Anthony Richardson, you know, happen early? There's so many storylines to this game. That's why it's good. William says, as a follow-up on a previous emailer, a czar of college football is needed, but there aren't going to be five super leagues. I agree. In reality, it's a max going to be three. Could be two. 
Pac-12 and the Big 12 are dead as power leagues, period. I don't agree with that. I'll tell you why in a minute. The only question is, will the ACC stay intact or not? As it relates to Notre Dame, I don't like them, but I understand they have leverage in their choice of what league they're joining. Greg Sankey will take them in a second if he can, and so would the Big Ten. I agree. Let's not kid ourselves. You're accurate. People don't like them, but they have a ton of leverage with that brand and following, like it or lump it. Yeah, I agree with you, William. They do. They And a lot of people can't stand that because that is the case. I don't I don't know in this whole uh, realignment situation. I do think this. If, if what I'm told is accurate, that everybody is in a pause now, right? The Big Ten isn't going to do anything. You know, the, the big – what's left now is – the Pac-12, to your point, William, and the Big 12, what happens? What happens? Could the Pac-12 go out and get a Boise, go out and get a Fresno State? Yeah, they could. Does it have the same cachet as UCLA or USC? Of course it doesn't. But, I mean, that would be a simplistic way of becoming more viable. I don't see any power five teams going to the pack. I don't see, let me throw something out. Uh, I don't see Nebraska leaving to go to the pack. I don't, I don't see that. So for them to expand, they would either have to poach the big 12 or add, you know, a Fresno state, a Boise state, somebody of that ilk. I do think down the road we are going to have super conferences. I don't know if it's going to be next year because, to your point, and I agree with you, William, the ACC is a great big wild card here, and we will see. Uh, Let's see here. Lee says, I listen to WYUF all day. I'm noticing – this year more than ever, an insane amount of baseball games being played on the air. I'm not objective here. I make no bones about it. Not only do I hate baseball, baseball on the radio is the most boring thing in the history of boring. The announcers have to fill space with the inane drivel. I'm not doing this. I heard an announcement. uh, I don't know what this means here. Talk about, I guess, mowing his lawn the other day. Uh, I timed it out. Have you all thought about bringing students on the air or local shows or more college football shows? Your show is great. Keyshawn, and Jay, Will, and Max are awful. All they do is talk about NBA free agency. I'd love to hear more shows like yours and the tailgate. Um, no, Lee, you're not going to hear that. And, uh, you know, if, if you like baseball, fine. If you don't, that's okay. But there are other people that do like baseball. And we get that because we know what the listenership is. We know who listens. So there is a following for that. I mean, there there are the football snobs that only like football, no other sport exists, and that's fine. 
Um, but you know, we 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 just like the just like uh, the lightning. Okay, you're not going to get people to call here and talk about the lightning. You're just not. It doesn't mean people don't like them or people don't follow them. Baseball, even the NFL. Let's use the football product. Okay, even the NFL here is not a highly talked about thing. So if you're going to do what Chuck Oliver does every day, and I'm not saying what he does is bad, it's fine, but that's all he does. If you're a college football junkie, that's what you're going to listen to. But there's only so much you can talk about. I mean, that's just the truth. Just just like today, right? What are you going to talk about in college football that hasn't been talked about already? You want to talk super conferences? We've done that. Expansion? We've done that. Recruiting? We've done that. So, so anyway, uh, Lee, thank you, but the long answer is no. Uh, coming up, give you a chance to talk about anything you'd like to talk about by simply calling us. And I do have something I'm going to do later in the week. But I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. Okay? I'm going to break this up into three different parts. I will tell you what those three parts are when we get back. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Come back and join us for Hour 2. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Baseball. 
basketball, soccer, tennis. No matter what your game is, defense matters. Same thing goes for COVID-19. Help protect yourself with a booster shot. Now recommended for people five years and older. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible following completion of your primary series. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Michael producing the broadcast today. Thanks to Blake Oliver 24-7 Sports for talking some Gator football slash college football recruiting. By the way, uh... My birthday was over the weekend, and one of the things I got to do was go see the new Elvis movie. Really good. Austin Butler is the actor. He's like 30, who plays Elvis. Uh, he's really good. And it is, if you've not, I won't spoil it for you, but I'll, I'll say this. It's not, I mean, there have been, there have been Elvis movies before. This one really focuses on, and Tom Hanks is brilliant in this as Colonel Parker, um, focuses on the god-awful relationship that was only exposed years and years and years after Elvis's death. Um, it was either that or Top Gun. But being the music dude I am, you know, chose Elvis. Uh, so anyway... Good, 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 good flick. Let's get some calls here. 392 You can email srussell at wruf.com. PG, you're up. Hey, man. Happy uh, belated birthday. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, man. Um, Top Gun was good, too. Maverick, that was that was really good. Yeah, uh, don't you have to like, see it in, like, the, uh, you know, big like the biggest theater you can see it in to get the full effect? Yeah, just, I see it as nice. I think it would be good at home, too, but it, it the, the jet scenes were real, so like they spent a lot of money doing those, and it's worth going. It's okay. just really good, really well done. Uh, good storyline, but um, so just conference realignment because it's just so fluid. So the ACC, I, I got a scenario for you. Let's say two random big dogs in the ACC in the next month announce they're leaving. One of them being like a North Carolina, just two of their bigger draws, and. I, what does that do to a school like Duke? Duke's left in the ACC with what's left. Because, like, they're not a big football program. You know, they're, they're probably a little bigger than Vanderbilt, right? Like, if you had to compare them. Um, but they are a blue blood basketball and just don't feel like they go away quietly. So, at what point do you see one of these schools or a collective group of these schools going and suing for, like, antitrust who the heck they're letting in these super conferences and who they're excluding and including. You get what I'm saying? I do. Uh, I must, in all candor, PG, that's way past my pay grade in terms of, in terms of suing. Now, I know they've got this grant of rights deal that apparently is really hard to get out of. It would take a lot of money to do it, but money doesn't seem to be much of an obstacle these days for these these conferences and these leagues um so but i do think it's the poaching right 
if, yeah. if you're going to go after Duke, obviously you're going to go after Duke because of men's basketball. Not that other sport, you know, baseball's pretty good. Some other sports are too, but that's the thing, right? Who goes who who goes after which teams? Because Miami, Miami finished fiftieth in the Learfield standings. Fiftieth. That's not a very good program. No, not overall, but they have a good market. Well, but that, <laughs> see, that's now you're going where I'm going, right? You yeah, you go yeah. market because you have the Miami area, or do you say, you know, they're not really good much, so do we really want them? That's that's where the people that make more money than me make their money. Yeah, and, and I guess I was just kind of leading up to just the, the exclusion. Inclusion being the teams they take, and then it's like death to your program. I mean, you could have a 100-year program, and they just say no. You're not in. You're, you know, you're not in a lot of Augusta National. All of a sudden, right? And yes. Just sitting there, and I just can't see that going well. I, I really because you've got state schools involved in in this, so it's not just private institutions. In fact, the majority of them are state schools. So I, you know, I don't think, I don't know. I just think it's a hot mess. And then with Notre Dame. I think their TV deal is like $15 million, but if the SEC is given 80 why wouldn't they join the Big Ten or the SEC? I, you know, if it's all about money, right? Well, so, that's it. Is it? Is it? Yeah. You know, the ACC's already said in 2023 they're going to adopt, you know, no, all the schools will be in a division. They're going to go 3-5-5. That can be scrapped in 10 seconds. And that's the problem, right? What's here today, PG, can be just with a a dry erase. That's it. We're done. And you're right. I mean, if you believe what you read where Phil Knight is cold-calling schools to put Oregon, you know, in a conference, think of that. The dude from Nike's called up. Hello? Uh, listen, I'm Phil Knight. Hi, Phil. Uh, listen, I, I really have a lot of money invested in Oregon, and Oregon would be a really good fit. I mean, th- w- come on. Yeah. Jeez. That's what got me thinking this. I mean, and then, you know, Nike is a big sponsor for tons of schools. I mean, Miami's Adidas, but the majority of schools, I think Louisville might be, 95% of the schools have a huge Nike deal. So, you know, I don't know if that affects – anyway, it's it's just really crazy. I just thought I'd throw that out there uh, if anybody hadn't thought of that yet because, you know, you're going to ruin – and this is my last question. I'm going to get off the phone on this. Is it good for college football not to have the Tulsas of the world because, you know, and have them be vibrant in their own little settings? Like, you know, you get what I'm saying? Because I do. it sparks fandom all around the country and you're messing with the product. You know, eventually, you know, Coca-Cola tried to change their product, right? And the new Coke, nobody liked it. <laughs> you know, so go back to Coca-Cola. Yeah, but, but I'll, I'll counter that by saying Coke Zero, uh, you know, other yeah. things have worked. So sometimes tweaking the product, PG, is a, you know, it's a crapshoot sometimes. And if you try it, it, it may fall on its face or maybe the best thing since sliced bread but that's what those executives get paid a lot of money for. Yeah, and green ketchup didn't sell. Remember <laughs> there, that one? There All you right. go. All right, BG. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Thank you.
Uh, let's bring Tony to the show. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? I'm envisioning um, green ketchup. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. That was nasty, man. I was going to talk about the Yankees real quick, but let me just touch base on this. You know, for those people who don't think that a market matters, um, I read somewhere that the Big Ten Network on the West Coast, which they have quite a bunch of subscriptions and they're on cable boxes and stuff like that. There's alumni all over the place, obviously, that they were at 10 cents. And now it's a dollar fifty a, a subscription because of USC and UCLA going to the uh, Big Ten. So right there, the Big Ten Network just made a lot of money, and that's going to the schools. So that matters. You know, size of the market does matter big time, man. It does. Um, yeah, Steve, the uh, Yankees. I was watching them over the weekend against the Red Sox. You know, I was kind of glad that they just split it. Because I was starting to get a Tennessee volunteer feel to them a little bit, minus the jerk factor. Now, okay, yeah, a bunch of great guys with the Yankees, but I was start, I was starting to get a dominant, you know, not going to live up in the postseason type of feel. So I need them to struggle a little bit. So I'm not too too upset with the split and the pitching kind of and defense kind of falling apart there in these last couple of games. Let me ask you, Steve, if you're Brian Cashman. What's the move that you make before the trade deadline? Um, I think there's two things you could look at. Um, first of all, I think sometimes what fans don't look at is subtraction, right? For example, right. are there guys on their team that they could trade that would net them something in return, um, that's number one. But I think you, you look at it two ways. Pitching is always something I think teams need. That's where I would go. Now, the question becomes, do you go starting pitching? Look, I don't think anybody thought Nestor Cortez would be the pitcher he is. He's been, a, oh my gosh, yeah, what a great find for them. But right. I think you go for bullpen help because, once again, I think that's something everybody is going to look to do. So I would start with pitching. Offensively, they're pretty good. So, yeah. you know, I, I, to me, that's where I would start. I'm with you on the pitching. I would get – if I could get a second frontline starter to go along with Cole. Because even though Cortez has had a great year so far, the last four or five starts for Cortez, Pylon, and Montgomery, they've kind of come back down to earth a little bit, Steve. Their ERA is up. Their whip is up. Their innings pitch completed is down. Like They're now at four and a half, five innings pitch for each one of these outings. So we're starting to get hit around a little bit. So I would go for a second frontline starter there. Uh, you're getting Loisica back and Herman for the bullpen. So I think you're good there. So I'm guessing a second frontline starter to go along with Cole. Let's see if I'm right or not, Steve. Steve, I'm also with you on the Kentucky game. That, to me, is the game that is going to matter the most. Kentucky has given us the most difficult games in the last four or five years. Heck, they should have a winning record against us in the last four or five years, really. Um, I'm not – Utah, just keep running that counter play at Diabati like what LSU did, and I think we should be fine. And Tennessee, I'm telling you, Steve, 
there's going to be someone who's going to be a genius on one of these college football shows that's going to say Tennessee is going to have like a four or five loss season, if not a six and six season. I think they're extremely overrated. Florida has out-recruited them for the last five or six years. And not really that close, to be honest with you. Okay? But all of a sudden, Tennessee has great talent. And Florida has suspect talent. And they haven't been doing it in the portal, Steve. So I think Tennessee is extremely overrated. I got them losing four or five games. I got us going into Knoxville, probably winning that game. Tennessee's going to lose to Pittsburgh prior anyways. Um, so, yeah, Kentucky, that's going to be the game. That's going to be the big one, Steve. All right? Okay. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Tony. D, Mike, get right to you. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes. Should be ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hello, I'm Tyler Lightburn. Tampa Bay Rays look to bounce back against the Boston Red Sox tonight after being swept by the Reds this past weekend. Coverage will start right here at 630. In more baseball news, Gator great Pete Alonzo has been voted to the All-Star team, being one of four Mets players to receive the nod. Rays ace Shane McClanahan has also made the All-Star team and is predicted to be an All-Star game starter for the AL. Jazz Chisholm and the Miami Marlins play the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight at home. The Marlins have won seven of their last ten games. In Gators news, the Gators volleyball team earned the number two ranking in the SEC preseason coaches poll. I'm Tyler Lightburn. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. I'm Listening reminds you that talk saves lives, and 988 makes it even easier to reach out and talk. 988 is just like 911 for emergency services. 988 connects you with trained counselors in over 200 crisis centers nationwide. Find out more at imlistening.org. Pump it up this summer, literally. Underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives. Whether you're driving across town or across Florida, make sure your tires are properly inflated, damage-free, and have adequate tread depth. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. Callaway's Chrome Soft isn't just better for the better players, it's better for everyone. Starting with our best-selling regular Chrome Soft, golfers get better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. For better players looking for workability, Chrome Soft X gives you excellent spin consistency and tour-level greenside control. And finally, Chrome Soft XLS delivers lower spin on longer shots, firmer feel, yet high spin around the greens. Learn more, find your golf ball today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. 
you know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. From pylon to pylon. We are your home for all things football. 63 Listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We have full phone lines. I like it. Let's start with Mike. Mike, hello. Hey, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to mention something about Notre Dame has been brought up before. I, I'm sort of a neutral party to them, although I'm Catholic. I went to public schools all the way through the U.S., but I did can say this. I listened to a clip of their band playing their uh, alma mater, and I choked up on it. So they have some effect on me. Having said that, I think Notre Dame may have the interest of continuing as an independent. They're not financially in pro- They don't have any financial troubles. They're financially secure. And when Theodore Hesburgh was the president back in the day, he said he wanted nothing to do with football that went away from the amateur model, which is what's happened. And I think they're very uncomfortable with joining these super leagues that do not, nothing but worship money, although that's what Notre Dame's done in the past anyway. I think there's going to be a looser coalition of schools that have been spurned who have high academic standards, the Dukes, the Cal Berkeleys, the Stanfords, et cetera, et cetera, who may play each other more, and they may have a package of money to keep themselves afloat. And I think Notre Dame does not need to be in a super conference to do well. They got the second biggest athletic endowment of any school after Stanford. They have a huge following. They don't really need to be in the Big Ten, although that would be the obvious choice. I don't think that want the Big Ten dictating terms to them how they're going to play, who they're going to play, and how they're going to recruit. They want to keep their standards, which are very high. They want to keep at least an image of being a place where football is important but doesn't run the entire show. And I, they're not in the same league with Alabama or Texas or Ohio State in that regard. I might, may sound like I'm talking out of both ends, but I don't think – they really want to be in a super conference. But I don't think they need to be. That's well, just my two. Uh, thank you, Mike. I appreciate the two cents. I, I think what Notre Dame has come out and said is they prefer to be independent, at least now. And I think one reason for that that really rankles a lot of fans is that a they can because of the money they're making from the NBC deal, you know, with football, and because of how they can schedule. I mean, if if you're a fan of Notre Dame, you're playing a damn good schedule every year. Every year. Now, I mean, if you play Stanford, you know, they're not what they used to be, but you get my point. Being an independent, they can kind of pick and choose who they schedule. Other schools can't do that. They like that. So it would. I'm not saying they'd never move. 
because I think at some point everybody has a price. I, I really believe that. Everybody has a price, but it's going to take a lot of price. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mike. D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, we're talking a little baseball, a little recruiting with you. Okay. Um, you know, you were talking about the, the National League uh, earlier in, uh, in the show. Look, man, I'm not a Braves fan, but huh, it's going to be hard to beat them, Steve, because I, I looked at that team. Remember, they won the World Series last year without Ronald Acuna and without Soroka. And this year, uh, they replaced Freddie Freeman uh, with uh, Olsen. They, um, they lost Jock Peterson, Soler, uh, a couple other guys. But, you know, they still have, you know, Darno, uh, Contreras they got. Uh, they got two catchers going to the All-Star game. And and the pitching, man, they still have uh, Charlie Morton. They got. Have you seen this guy, uh, Spencer Strider, pitch? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got some electric stuff. And I, I just think, Steve, it, 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 I think they may have the best GM in baseball because he's not allowed to spin like the Mets, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. But somehow he pulls off these shrewd moves that uh, that are within his constraint, his budget constraints, and they, and it all worked out for him. So I I still think when it's all said done, man. Uh, the Braves are still the team to beat. Oh, I don't. I, I think the Braves. Until you knock off, let, let's forget it. Let's say the Rockies won the World Series. Somebody has to beat them, and I know it's cliche, right. but it's the truth. And look, they went out and got Kenley Jansen. He's got, I think, twenty saves, twenty-one saves, whatever he has. So he solidified the back end of the bullpen. Not that you're ever going to forget Freddie Freeman, but Olson has been electric offensively he's on pace for 60 doubles which is like unheard of in baseball I will say this the Braves have taken advantage because they started out slowly when the Mets lost to Grom that was a big deal and they lost Scherzer for a period of time too that hurts the Mets are going to be very active I think at the deadline they split a four-game series earlier in the year We'll see what happens now. Right, they got they got a three game set coming up this tonight, right? Oh, I said it's a three game. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, but they split four, I think, early in the year. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the Mets better be active because, uh, like I said, the Braves again. Ozzy Albies is out still for them too. So I mean, like I said, the Braves uh, they, they, they're still the team to beat my eyes. Uh, quick, quickly on recruiting, Steve. You asked what was their concern about five stars and. You know, it's funny, Steve. People are never concerned about five stars until you lose to teams with a bunch of them. So I, <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works out, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned, Steve, because the reason why I'm concerned is I know the reason we're losing. We're losing them because of NIL. And I, I, I've told you this. Uh, the elite kids, uh, you, you better come with an NIL deal. You're not going to get them. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of a guy we're probably going to lose because of NIL, his name is Derek LeBlanc. He's a defensive uh, lineman. Uh, he's been on campus about six or seven times, but now the trends are trending to Oklahoma. You, you just can't – this guy's crying out to be a Gator. We're going to let this guy just basically live on campus, but at the end of the day, he's going to pick another school because they're, they're offering a better NIL. And Blake Alderman was dead on, man. Miami's uh, winning these battles because of NIL. And Tennessee has gone from McDonald's bags to duffel bags uh, with the NIL. So that that's where it's at, man. If you're not paying, uh, you're not you're not getting these elite kids. I think there's some truth to that, and I also think it falls on the kid. 
I, I'm not suggesting, because I, what I try to do, you know, it's, it's easy to sit here, D, as an adult and say, well, if I was, you know. No, you got to think like a 17-year-old thinks when you, when you come to this. And I'm just trying to think, if I was good enough to have all this cash or whatever the deal is thrown at me, do I just go for the money or do I go to the school that I really want to go to? In other words, if Florida's the school I really want to go to, but the NIL deal is not as good, do I, you know, do I take the money or do I go to the school? I mean, that, that, that's something we can all do in our lives. But yes, to this point, Florida has not competed to the same level, and it has cost them recruits. Yes. Yeah, but here's the thing, Steve. Uh, it's the kid when it comes to these NIL deals, it's not the it's not the kids making the decision. It's the parents, the well, agents, the handlers, everybody else is making a decision for the kids. So when you got adults involved, uh, the price goes up. <laughs> All right. D, thank you. Always yes, appreciate Steve. you. Let's bring Jeff to the show. Hi, Jeff. How are you, Steve? Hey, uh, we both know that uh, a three-game mid-year series is not going to make or break anyone, but it's got to be great theater tonight and uh, the next the two days after that, I mean, we've got Scherzer versus Freed tonight. you got to be kidding me. And Peterson, Strider, Bassett, Morton, uh, this is going to be fun. Sure it is. And, and that's, you know, it, as, again, as a Mets fan, I wish Jacob deGrom were in that mix, but he's not. Um, you know, the Mets are in first place, at least for the time being. Um, but look, even though the Braves started slowly, I don't. Maybe they had a little hangover. Maybe they, you know, after winning the series, but the Mets have kind of come back down to earth a little bit. They're not hitting now. You know, they were shut out yesterday by the Marlins, so that's a concern. And that's why, again, I think the Mets will go. I think they'll get they'll go get pitching help. They'll go get hitting help because they finally have an owner that's willing to spend money. We'll see. You know, uh, what's the Degrom's timetable? I, I know he's. Uh, you know, in, in, I guess he started rehab start. Yeah, he's had two uh, rehab starts, but they have been overly cautious with him, and I get it. I mean, I you know you don't want to. I mean, there's all there's already talk of him opting out of his contract if that you know down the road. But if you're the Mets, you can't worry about that now. But you, the, the last thing you want to do is put him out there when he's really not totally, totally ready. I, I think sometimes you, you baby pitchers now, and but that's just how it is. But I'm not quite sure what his time frame is. I think he will be the one to tell the Mets, hey, I think I'm ready. To, just like Scherzer did. Scherzer said, I'm ready to go. Now he's pitching. I think DeGrom will do the same thing. You know, Scherzer Freed is uh, intriguing and, and two of the, you know, arguably the top ten pitchers in baseball. Uh, but – you know, Peterson's had good luck against the Braves, and um, you know he's a candidate to strike out ten Braves uh, two nights from now. And and Strider uh, struck out the the first nine outs of that Cardinals uh, game. He uh, he struck out all nine guys and had twelve and six. Um, that, that that could be a twenty plus strikeout game just among the starters. Yeah, could be, and especially the way hitters strike out now. I just googled this. Um, DeGrom is hopeful to return in two weeks. Gotcha. Okay. 
Well, Degrom, I think that's the key, Steve. I mean, clearly the Mets, I think, are the favorite uh, if uh, Degrom's back and healthy. Um, and then the, I guess Mets fans just have to hold their breath the rest of the year to make sure that Scherzer and Degrom stay healthy. But you know, it kind of reminds me of that uh, Randy Johnson and uh, that, that remember the uh, Arizona back in the day, uh, Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. In a, in a seven-game series, you could get away with throwing them uh, three times a piece, and so uh, you know, because of the off days. And so, if you've got you know Degrom and Scherzer, and they'll be you know well rested. I mean, these guys have a you know they don't have a lot of mileage on their arms this year, um, and they're healthy. That's going to be almost impossible for anybody to beat. Yeah, we're going to see what happens and if they stay healthy. I appreciate your call, Jeff. Thank you. One thirty time check brought to you by Hayes Chilloway, ESPN ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. For a long time now, I've been telling you about the good people at Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. The Cousins family has run that business for 40-plus years. And boy, in all that time, they've just done one thing. Imagine a business that's done one thing. They give you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Folks, I don't endorse anything I don't believe in or trust in. And I've purchased several vehicles from Southeast Car Agency, and they've all been really good for me. Lasted me a long time, very low maintenance, and they're good people to deal with as well. One of the first things I found out when dealing with Southeast Car Agency is their sales staff wasn't pushy. They worked with me. Hey, what are you looking for? What's your price range? You want to drive, test drive something? They, they must have had five or six different vehicles for me to test drive before I made my first choice with them, and they did it gladly do the same thing for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way as well, or go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. Go see them in person. Make sure and tell them sports scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. The jewelry store with the most likes, the most positive reviews, the most raving fans is International Diamond Center. IDC is definitely a place that I will come to as long as I live here. This will be my go-to place always. Literally the best jewelry store in town. You'll make friends for life coming in here. I felt like family from the beginning, and it made a rather daunting task very, very easy. They really take the time to find out what you want or what you desire in a ring. You have to come here. There's no other option. The customer service, the time spent to do what I wanted and what her vision was, there's no other place to go. You know you can go there and you know that you can trust. The value was extraordinary. They genuinely care about their customers. It's not just about the sale. It's about the people. International Diamond Center, the people's choice for selection, quality, value, and service. I've got a beautiful diamond on my finger and I'm very proud of it. International Diamond Center. I'm very happy to show it off. (laughs) At Celebration Point across from Regal Cinemas, official jeweler of the Florida Gators. Belonging isn't just about fitting in, it's about feeling at home. That's why at Radiant Credit Union, belonging means more than just getting great financial services. It's the warm smiles when you walk into a branch, the care we take when decisions affect your life, and the love we have for this community, (laughs) even if we do cheer a bit too loud at Little League games. At Radiant Credit Union, you belong. 
Learn more about Radiant Credit Union's free checking accounts with cash back on everyday purchases at RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. You've got bugs. What's your move? A rattly can? Or a simple spritz? Bugs near your kids and pet? Will it be ingredients you can't pronounce? Ew. Or essential oils? <sighs> Bother the bugs, not your family. Zevo uses essential oils, which attack bugs' biological systems, so Zevo kills bugs, plus is safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. Zevo, people-friendly, bug-deadly. Now at a store near you. Mom, I don't feel good. What's wrong, bud? My tummy hurts. When your child has tummy troubles, reach for Pepto-Kids. Pepto-Kids is designed for little tummies and helps to soothe upset stomach, sour stomach, and acid indigestion. So when you need multi-symptom relief that works fast... I feel a lot better now. Can I go out and play? Sure. Look for Pepto-Kids chewable tablets. <laughs> Pepto-Kids. Relief for little tummies. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Heavy rain and thunderstorms are all possible this afternoon and through the early evening. Of course, it's heat and humidity that will give rise to the heavy rain potential. And especially since storms will be fairly slow moving, I wouldn't be surprised to see some localized flooding as well. Storms should wrap up by about 10 or 11 p.m. We'll see dry conditions overnight. Patchy fog will be possible for early tomorrow morning. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now... I don't think the outside world gave Kevin enough credit. I think if you came within our organization, Kevin was given all the credit. Can we stop with the Kevin Durant obsession? I appreciate him, though, giving Kevin Durant his due. His flowers? Giving him his flowers, his yes. Flowers. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Got some really good things to come to throw at you the next few days as we kind of plow through this slow time. Peyton, though, emails with a good question. And I'm going to, he doesn't do it from a college perspective, but think of it in this way. He says, Now, okay, by the way, Mr. Celtics fan, you like your trade? Yeah. You got a point guard, right? Yeah. Uh, he says, let me ask you this, Michael. Would you rather uh, ha- like a team who makes the championship game a lot, but n- his word, never wins, or a team who makes it once or twice and wins, but those are your only appearances? Like he said, like the Marlins. Okay? Ponder that. Okay? Call me up and let me know what you think. Here's what I think. It's great. I mean, the Marlins can say, and I'm using them as an example, we're World Series champions. Great. But I guess the question becomes, boy, they've suffered a lot in between. 
Whereas if you're a team that makes it a lot but doesn't win it, it's a good question. I'll throw it out there for the rest of the day today. Um, I would say win it. It's all about winning. Now, I can speak to this because the last time the Mets won a world championship was 1986. They've been there, right? Been, been in some World Series, but haven't won. But I, I, they, they still got a banner that says they won. Would I like to make it more often? Yes, because then at least you have a chance. So it's a good question. See what you think. Rob will talk to us. Rob, hello. Steve, um, yeah, I listen to Dee's calls. I just want to give a shout-out to him. I really, really like his calls. And he made me think of something about the NIL. You know, they're, you know, everybody's getting paid, and they're making money and everything. And I'm, uh, oversight is very important, and I'm sure the parents are doing that because the good news is we haven't heard of any arrests, and we haven't had any issues so, thus far with um you know, that pile of wad that, that's, that's laid out there for those youngsters right now, which is knock on wood, you know, you never know something could happen. And that's always an issue when you're dealing with that kind of, with money, you know, and kids can do a lot more and they're, they're, they, you know, they can do things and sometimes you tend to might get into trouble. I hope they don't. But I wanted to ask you, Steve, do you think, and nobody knows this, 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 this and I, no, I don't think anybody has an answer, but an opinion. Is this going to affect the, the um, product on the field? I know Florida football is going. All football is going to look different now, but is it going to affect the product on the field? Are these going to kids? Are you think these kids are going to be motivated enough to go out there and want to win ball games? Well, of course, they're going to be motivated to win ball games. Mm-hmm. If, if 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 nil never happened, Rob, mm-hmm. th- these kids are motivated to win games. I think here's the question. How many times do you see in pro sports where a guy or a woman signs a big money contract and they struggle? Yeah. Right? And what do you hear? Oh, I think there's pressure living up to that contract. There's pressure living up to, you know, making that big money. Well, don't you think that could happen at the college level too? Where yeah, that, that, a, a kid is, concern. yeah, the kid is making big NIL money, and all of a sudden, you know, he's not productive. Now he starts, he or she starts to press. Yeah, that that that's possible. Yes. And the only thing, the only, that's a big question mark, isn't it, Steve? Because this is the debut where these youngsters are getting everything. They got all the glory in the world. Now, do they have the incentive to go out there and, and show us a great product? Which I would say, I would lean to it. Now you're getting paid. You got what you wanted. Show us what you got. You know what I mean? Well, but they're going to do that anyway. I mean, yeah, if, I if, if you come to co- let's say they didn't get paid anything but a scholarship and what you used to get, right? Of course, they're going to be motivated. They want to win. That's what they come to school for, to win. So they're going to be motivated. But now the other scenario is, if I know Michael is making a lot of money off NIL and he goes out there and stinks up the joint, what if I start booing him? I, I, I would never boo a college athlete, but if a college athlete's making you know, money that a pro makes, maybe I'd think twice about doing that. I don't know. Yeah, 
And then another issue with that is the locker room, the chemistry. Yep. Is every is everybody on board? I That's mean, right. there are question marks, and it's a whole new dynamic. But I'm happy for those youngsters, and I'm happy for the family. That's the most important thing. And okay. uh, Steve, I appreciate you, buddy, and yep. I thank you for getting us through this summer. Yep, Rob, thank you for helping to get us through the summer. Uh, let's see. BB says, "With me, Kentucky. He's worried about Utah and Tennessee." Well, that's not what I asked. Of course, right? Utah's good. I'm just saying the way I worded the question, what's the game that's important? Utah is non-league. If you lose to a non-league team, everything is still out in front of you. And even if you lose your first SEC game, it is too. But you've got a good Kentucky team here at home. If you lose to them, well, now you got to make up that win somewhere else. That's why I just think it's important to win that game. Not that it isn't important to win in Knoxville, but if you lose on the road, okay. Uh, also said, uh, he heard that Miami's way behind the SEC in facilities and fan support. Uh, it all can't be coach magnetism, so does NIL now outweigh facilities. Let me use your word here, BB, outweigh. Uh, in some cases, yes, it does. Now, Cristobal has, remember, he had Nike money, right? He had really good facilities at Oregon. But he's always been known as a good recruiter. So is it outweighing? You can make a case for that. Yes, because look, I've been to Miami. It's not even close. That they're all right, but it isn't what the SEC is. So the point I've made several times is not that it isn't important. You can't have a dump. I mean, you, if a kid goes and sees something that's just awful, I'm not sure he's going to take NIL money even for that. But you have to be competitive, and I guess they would be competitive. But I've said this many times. Florida spends $85 million to keep up with the Joneses, and now it's an afterthought. Because, again, how many kids, when they make their recruiting announcements, say, oh, I love the facilities. I love the facilities. They don't. They don't. Do you have to have them? Yes. But... Anyway, and he also says, how many teams do you think the SEC could comfortably add? They could go to 20, I think. If you want to have a super conference, I think you could, you could, you could make it 20. Uh, and he said, would travel distance factor into this? Well, it certainly didn't if you're going to go from Los Angeles to New Jersey, right? But I do think the SEC... I could be way wrong here. Do I think the SEC takes Oregon? No. Now, what will be interesting, though, is if, if, for some reason, the Pac-12 or the Big 12 reform and the ACC stays intact, then what does the SEC do? Maybe nothing. Why should they? I mean, they 
you're adding Oklahoma and Texas, pretty good league. So why add a team for the sake of adding a team? I don't, I don't think you need to do that. Now, if they can poach the ACC, there's no question. And, and here is what is the, is the uh, dynamic here of Clemson. Clemson is not very good as an entire sports program. And that's what the SEC really makes a pitch for. Because, look, Oklahoma just won softball. Oklahoma is really good in gymnastics. Oklahoma is really good in baseball. You get where I'm going? They're good athletic programs, not just a one-trick pony. Clemson is not very good in terms of overall sports quality. So, but do you think for 10 seconds, if Clemson wanted to come to the SEC, the SEC would say no? I doubt it. 146, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Hugh Green. The SEC announced their preseason coaches poll for volleyball today, and the Gators are ranked number two. Florida also had two players named to the preseason All-SEC team in Merritt Beeson and Bree Kelly. In Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays begin a four-game series against the Boston Red Sox tonight at Tropicana Field. Coverage will begin right here at 6.30. The Miami Marlins are set to host the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight to open a four-game set, and the Atlanta Braves begin a pivotal series tonight against the first-place New York Mets at Truist Park. All-Star Game rosters were announced yesterday, and former Gator Pete Alonso was selected for the second time in his career. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hugh Green. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Now there's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints. Pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out. And the new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Living with a body of water right outside your home sounds delightful until these boogers start showing up. Mosquitoes aren't just annoying. They can carry deadly diseases like Zika and West Nile virus. But with Summit Mosquito Dunks, you can have your pond without all the worry. Simply drop a Summit Mosquito Dunk into standing water and kill mosquito larvae for 30 days or longer. Mosquito Dunks are harmless to people, pets, fish, and wildlife. So it's just that that stop hanging around. Visit SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. Summer means hotter days. So avoid using heat-generating appliances like stoves and dishwashers during the day. 
Use them during off-peak hours in the evening, both to minimize the effects of heat and to save on electric costs. Late evening and early morning is also the best time to water plants and lawns, as the water is less prone to evaporation. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Meet Boost, the amazing, amazing vitamin boost that make you feel like... I like to boost it, boost it, my vitamins can boost it. I like to boost it, boost it, we like to... Boost effervescent vitamins turn your H2O into H2O to give you a fizztastic feeling like I like to boost it, boost it, my vitamins can boost it. I like to boost it, boost it, we like to boost it. Because it's not just vitamins, it's Boost, the fizzing amazing vitamin boost. Boost it. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, we got through today. We'll have a little time for you to call in, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Again, I'll throw this out tomorrow, too. Would you rather have a team that makes the championship game a lot but never wins or a team that makes it once or twice and wins those times that you are in it? And I, and I guess the difficulty here is you know the outcome. Because if you just asked me, you know, or Tina makes it a lot, you want to make it a lot because you have a chance to win. But if you already know you're going to make it and lose, that's the, the tougher scenario here. Over the next few days as well, uh, I'm going to ask this. I don't think I've ever done this. And if I have, it's been a long time ago. You know, in, in this time of the year, we always do Mount Rushmore, you know, the top four this or the top four that. Right now, ESPN just did this today and stole my thunder because I'm going to do it. If you had right now to tell me who the top three NFL quarterbacks are, who would they be and why? We'll do that tomorrow. And it's hard for me to think that Tom Brady wouldn't be among them. And I can see a scenario where he wouldn't be. But I'm also going to ask the most overrated quarterback and the most underrated quarterback. I'll tell you the team, and I've never liked them. I'll just, I've never liked Dallas. I respected Coach Landry a lot. And give Jimmy Johnson credit, okay? But how many years has it been since Dallas has been relevant? How many years has it been since that franchise made any kind of a postseason run? And yet you always hear, Dallas, 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 Dallas. Okay? So, is Dak Prescott overrated now part of that is who you have to throw the ball to okay 
But I'll ask that tomorrow. Be thinking about it today. I'll ask it tomorrow. Top three NFL quarterbacks in your mind today, the most overrated, the most underrated. Part of that, sadly, is if your team is good. I would ask this. Give me a quarterback that you think is good that plays on a bad team. Hard to do it, isn't it? And, and that, I mean, look, you can be the NFL's leading rusher and play for the Jaguars. Doesn't mean you're the best back, but, I mean, you can statistically do that. But it's hard to do that at quarterback. I think it's easier to be a great player and lead the league as a runner than it is as a thrower. Because if you have good receivers, chances are you're going to be pretty good. You're not going to be, you're not going to suck. Okay, so we'll throw that out tomorrow as well. Later in the summer, I'm also going to ask you your top three Gator male athletes, top three Gator women athletes, and top three athletes regardless of gender. Yeah. And then, hopefully, we start football back up. Uh All right, let me get to a couple of emails here. Victor says, Steve, I listen a lot. I don't call in a lot, but I have a bone to pick with the media, not necessarily you. I think the media is really hurting the sport of college football. All I ever read and see is how bad NIL is. All I ever read and see is how expansion, big money, is ruining the sport. Am I crazy? I don't know if you're crazy, but I see your point. Let me answer this way. September 3, night game in the swamp. At that point, at that point, will you give 10 cents about the NIL, about expansion, about any of that? The answer, I think, is a resounding no. You will not. What is very hard, I think, for a lot of people, especially older people, is to change. I think you have to adapt to change. You don't have to like it. You can think it's the worst thing. I'm not a big fan of NIL. I think it's great that kids get a piece of the pie. I just don't think the way it was constructed is right. But it's not going to change. I've said this a lot in 25 years. How many many people back in the day used to wear their letter sweaters? How many people wear a letter sweater now? Changes. It changes. Super conferences. Like I said, I remember the Pac-8, the Big 8. They're not around anymore. So change is inevitable. But to your point, yeah, I do think the media 
because of all the doom and the gloom and, you know, look at all the money. Yeah, I think there's something to that. But in the end, you're going to go to Florida Field and watch Gator football. That is going to happen for you. There's no question in my mind, and I think, I'm not saying some people, for example, they may look at Anthony Richardson if he has a bad day and go, uh, see, all that money's going to his head. Uh, how, first of all, how do you know that? But, I mean, you, you, I, I promise you NIL is going to be affected that way if you know a player is getting big money. And if that player does not do well, some people are going to say, see, all that money, I promise you that's going to happen. Because you don't see it. I mean, if, if a, if a five-star recruit struggles, what do you say? You, you can't say anything except that overrated, maybe. All right. Tomorrow, another day of sports scene. We thank you for listening today. Our thanks to Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports Talking Recruiting, Gator Football Recruiting, College Recruiting. Tomorrow we'll check out the Braves and the Mets series. See how that goes. See if the Rays can get straightened out. I'll take more of your questions, calls, and comments. Thanks to Michael for producing today. As you listen to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Don't do what I did yesterday. I got caught in the rain mowing my lawn. I got to go home now and finish my lawn. Looks like it's... Half done and half not. It looks awful. I got to finish it today. So at least the rain hold off for a while before it does. We'll see you tomorrow. So long, everybody. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.